Section 5 of the National Geographic Magazine, Volume 7, May 1896. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Carol Cotter, MerlotTranslations.com. Geographic Literature De la Perrance Leçon de Géographie Physique Leçon de Géographie Physique by A. de Laparon, page 590, with many illustrations, maps, and diagrams. Paris, Masson et C., 1896. Monsieur A. de Laparon, professor in the École Libre de Haute Etude in Paris and lately president of the French Geographical Society, lays us under many obligations by the preparation of this valuable work. An accomplished field geologist, as evinced, for example, in his monograph on the peculiar deformation in the Paris Basin, known as the Pays de Bray, author of a compendious treatise on geology, the leading work of its kind in the French language, a presiding officer as notable for his courteous tact as for his competence in his subject, he now discloses a close acquaintance with a line of study that as yet is hardly acclimated in Europe namely the american science of geomorphology whose principles and name he adopts together although his references to american sources overweight the relative importance of contributions from certain quarters he has clearly seized the essentials of the rational as against the empirical method of geographical description the initial forms produced by uplift deformation or other genetic processes the succeeding work of the agencies of erosion, the control of dissection by the effective base level, the gradual and systematic progress in dissection as determined by the advance in time through the geographical cycle, and the termination of the normal uninterrupted cycle of erosion in a plane or peneplain of subaerial denudation. All these and many other essential features of the American treatment are succinctly presented. Numerous illustrative examples, largely taken from European sources, are presented, these being of particular value to our students of the subject, who are naturally more familiar with American occurrences. Following the statement of general and special principles, there comes an account of Europe in particular and of the world in less detail, which is, I believe, the first serious attempt to treat aerial geography in this fashion. Local geomorphological studies have been attempted elsewhere, but no one has hitherto undertaken to discuss the physical geography of the world on these new lines. It goes without saying that the treatment must be very unequal, for the physiography of many parts of the world is now as little known as the fauna and flora of the remoter regions were known a century ago. It is manifest from an examination of this book, as well as from the study of various other sources, that the morphology of mountains is in a much less advanced state than that of simpler structures. Students of the subject will therefore do well to give particular attention to remedying this deficiency. At present we read frequently about the height and length of ranges, about the rocks of which they are composed, and about the influence of mountains on climate, both local and adjacent, as well as about their control of the character and distribution of plants and animals. But it is very seldom that any critical or detailed morphological account is given of the mountains themselves. 
Their forms are so various, so ungeometrical, that they have not yet been reduced to system and embodied in a satisfactory terminology, indicative of structure on the one hand and of stage of destructional development on the other. Thus, de Laperon's account of the concentric escarpments of the Paris basin is more systematically complete than his description of the Pyrenees. A clearer idea is given of the topography characterizing the simplified forms of the old mountains of the Middle Rhine than of the complicated forms of the still vigorous Alps. This is not to be avoided in the present stage of the science, but nothing will aid more in carrying us past this stage than the preparation of sound general treatises like the one before us. Its perusal must turn many students towards further investigation, and new investigators are greatly needed. In the matter of citations, the author has been sparing, but this is to be the less regretted on account of the exhaustive bibliographic treatment of geomorphology in Penck's recent Morphology der Erdoberflöcke, two volumes, Stuttgart, 1894. The latter book presents an exceptionally full account of the historical development of physical geography, while the former presents a concise account of its present advanced condition, and thus the two works complement each other very satisfactorily. Whether in preparation for a trip abroad or for use in study and teaching at home, de la Perance leçon must prove very acceptable to American geographers. W. M. Davis End of section 5